Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, a number of stories making headlines as we come on the air. Alec Baldwin is charged with involuntary manslaughter for the deadly shooting on the set of his Western movie. The actor facing up to five years in prison. Tonight, why the DA says she's bringing charges against Alec Baldwin. This was recklessness. This was a negligent discharge of a firearm because he pulled that trigger. The massive storm that dumped two feet of snow in the Midwest heads to New England and New York, and there's no relief in sight. Another winter storm is on its heels. Also tonight, the news from the Supreme Court, the extensive investigation into who leaked that draft abortion decision. Jan Crawford is here tonight on whether the justices or any of their spouses were implicated. America's fentanyl crisis. CBS News' exclusive access to the drug raids as law enforcement tries to get the dangerous poison off America's streets. Stunning resignation. New Zealand's prime minister steps aside. The young mother helped ban assault weapons. Why she says she's leaving. And remembering legendary singer, songwriter, and guitarist David Crosby. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Tonight we are tracking two winter storms, one of them heading to New England late tonight and tomorrow bringing snow, freezing rain and sleet. Also tonight we have the story of a pre-dawn raid and law enforcement's crackdown on fentanyl. CBS News was there today as more than 40 officers ready to raid a home where they believe the dangerous drugs were being made. But first, more than one year after that shocking shooting on an American film set, today, the dramatic ending in the investigation that led to one of the most well-known actors in America 
facing criminal charges. Prosecutors brought felonary, involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin after the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins in 2021. The 64-year-old Academy Award nominee has denied responsibility for the shooting and says he thought the gun wasn't loaded. Well, the film's weapon specialist, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, she's facing the same charges. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has all the new information tonight from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Good evening, Chris. Nora, if convicted, Baldwin could face up to five years in jail. The DA here plans to formally file those charges in the coming days, but you won't see Baldwin in handcuffs. There won't be a perp walk. Instead, he'll be receiving a court summons. Yeah. What Alec Baldwin's lawyer calls a miscarriage of justice, Santa Fe's district attorney calls preventable and criminal. This was recklessness. This was a negligent discharge of a firearm because he pulled that trigger. 32 Santa Fe, one female shot the chest. Baldwin was rehearsing a scene with cinematographer Helena Hutchins and director Joel Sousa when the gun went off on the set of the movie Rust, killing Hutchins and wounding Sousa. This is what Baldwin told detectives. It should have been a cold gun with no rounds inside or dummy rounds. I take the gun out slowly, I turn, I cock the pistol, bang, it goes over, she hits the ground. Investigators later found five live rounds on the set. In December 2021, Baldwin told ABC News he did not pull the trigger. Someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. I think probably the most surprised person in America today is Alec Baldwin. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman says the actor may have thought the case was behind him after a settlement with Hutchins' family. Instead of leniency, the DA announced those two involuntary manslaughter charges, both felonies. It might, in the end, force a plea to a lesser charge. And that is good bargaining power for this prosecutor. Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is in charge of the firearms on set, also faces two involuntary manslaughter charges. Her attorney says Hannah will be exonerated of wrongdoing. Assistant Director David Halls, who handed the gun to Baldwin, agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a firearm. I wasn't going to make a decision one way or another, depending on what their status in this life is. You act in reckless disregard of someone's life, then you should be held to account for that. In a statement, the Hutchins family praised the decision to bring charges, but in a civil settlement, her husband joined Rust as an executive producer. Filming was supposed to resume this month. Tonight, the production company wouldn't comment if that's actually going to happen. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, with all those developments, thank you so much. We want to turn now to that dangerous weather and the two storms that we are following tonight. The first system dumped two feet of snow across the Midwest before barreling east to New York and New England, putting more than 14 million Americans on alert for heavy wind and rain. And hot on its heels, another cross-country storm is brewing in the West. So for more, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hi there, Mike. Good evening, Nora. Strong out-of-season thunderstorms racing across the Buckeye State today, and still some areas at risk include Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Now, this storm line will begin to race eastbound and quickly dissipate overnight, only to be replaced by snow. So weather whiplash across the Midwest in a matter of just one day. Then we'll watch that system push into the northeast through the day tomorrow, bringing us some snow. In particular, New England, also some lake effect snow, but largely I-95 gets spared from this one and it's just rain. Then we watch for one after that arriving this weekend, coming across the plains in the Midwest into the northeast once again. Sunday evening, heavy snow through New England. And Nora, as you guessed, once again, I-95 misses out on its first measurable snow of the season, including New York and Philadelphia.
Mike Pettis, thank you. And this just in, President Biden is commenting on the investigation into those classified documents. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Well, the president made those remarks during his trip to California to tour the destruction caused by recent storms. Nearly two dozen people were killed and the damage is expected to cost up to a billion dollars. Well, tonight there's growing outrage in Springfield, Illinois. Two paramedics who were answering a medical emergency call now face first degree murder charges. They appeared in court via video link today as the victim's family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit. CBS's Charlie DeMar reports police body camera video is at the center of this case. Earl? When police arrived after Earl Moore Jr.'s 911 call, they realized he needed medical attention. A relative told officers the 35-year-old was hallucinating from alcohol withdrawal. Oh, we're going to have an ambulance come check you out. Paramedics Peggy Finley and Peter Cadigan arrived to find Moore moaning on the floor. Earl, sit up. Police body cameras captured Finley yelling at Moore to get up and walk to the ambulance. Sit up. Oh, man. With the help of police officers, Moore finally reached the waiting stretcher outside, and it appears Cadigan shoved him down on his stomach there we go. before both paramedics strapped him down. Less than an hour later, he was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. After the coroner determined Moore died from positional asphyxia, Prosecutors decided to charge the pair with murder. They treated my son like he was an animal. He was human. Today, the family's legal team, including civil rights attorney Ben Crump, filed a wrongful death suit against the paramedics and the private ambulance company Lifestar. Moore's mother and sister sat down with CBS News for their first interview. That's the part. That's the part I keep seeing. I keep too. seeing him. Slam him like that. Yeah, like That's him. what I keep saying to her whole body shake. Finley and Cadigan's attorneys both say their clients shouldn't be charged with a crime, let alone murder. A lot of tragic things happen like they are not necessarily criminal. We reached out to Lifestar, the private ambulance company, for comment, but have yet to hear back. Finley and Cadigan will be back in court on Friday for a preliminary hearing. Nora. Charlie DeMar, thank you. We do want to turn now to a looming financial crisis that could affect every American family, the debt limit showdown. Well, today, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced the U.S. started taking extraordinary measures to maintain the full faith and credit of America. CBS's Scott McFarland reports tonight on the risk to the entire U.S. economy. Humphrey Rutherford is enjoying retirement, but worried that if the country can't pay its bills, his Social Security is at risk. At some point, it's still going to affect me. It may not affect me right away, but it's still going to affect me. If there's no deal to raise the amount of money the government can borrow by June, it risks a market plunge, mass layoffs, and a spike in interest rates. The current $31.4 trillion debt is more than the economies of China, Japan, Germany, and the UK combined, and equals more than $200,000 for every U.S. taxpayer. Pennsylvania Republican Scott Perry said the country has overspent. He helped delay Kevin McCarthy's election as speaker a few weeks ago and wants spending cuts before raising the limit. The American people are sick of it. They want some responsibility used when it comes to spending their hard-earned money. 
And uh, and and we're going to get after that. That's our pledge. But the White House says it's too dangerous to negotiate over the debt limit and a standoff with Republicans could lead to an economic collapse, a major concern for hardware store manager Bill Hart. Just last week I purchased for Halloween and Christmas. So in this business, you have to plan way out, especially when you're getting things shipped over from overseas. Tonight, the Treasury Department says it'll halt payments to some programs, retirement programs for federal workers to buy Congress for months to raise the debt ceiling. After that, they say they'll have no more emergency measures to employ. Nora. Scott McFarlane on something to watch. Thank you, Scott. We want to turn now to a CBS News exclusive. Tonight, we're getting a close-up look at the federal crackdown on the fentanyl crisis in this country. Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents today conducted multiple raids in Tucson, Arizona. And CBS's Jeff Begay's was there. Does anybody have any questions? Before dawn, agents from Homeland Security Investigations huddled to brief on the raid. Their target, a house where suspects possibly tied to fentanyl distribution allegedly operate. We're uh, executing two federal search warrants this morning. We're looking for potential precursor chemicals. Precursor chemicals used to make fentanyl 50 times stronger than heroin. The operation involved multiple law enforcement agencies. This is what appears to be a quiet residential neighborhood in Tucson, Arizona, and right now, early this morning, police have swarmed this neighborhood. And this is what agents confiscated, more than 100 pounds of precursor chemicals. And this showed that at least some came from China. The Mexican drug cartels ensure that the elements that go into making fentanyl are shipped separately. Why is it so hard to stop the distribution? because there's so many different ways that it can be smuggled into the United States, right? It's coming in through 18-wheelers, it's coming in through passenger vehicles, it's coming in through people walking across the border, it's being backpacked into the country. Last year, the DEA seized over 50 million fentanyl lace pills and over 10,000 pounds of fentanyl powder, enough to kill every American. Fentanyl killed Misty Little's 26-year-old daughter, Cheyenne, who did not know that she had swallowed a pill laced with the drug. I want people to know that Cheyenne was a, a vibrant young woman that had her whole entire future ahead of her, that one bad decision she shouldn't have lost her life over. What investigators sees here today is likely just a drop in the bucket when it comes to disrupting the flow of fentanyl. The more significant discovery is that the cartels may be trying to set up fentanyl labs here in the U.S. Dora. Jeff Pegues with that exclusive reporting. Thank you for following this so closely. Well, tonight we are hearing from the Supreme Court after what it called one of the worst breaches of trust in its 233-year history. You may remember the leak of that draft of the abortion rights decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. Well, that set off an eight-month investigation. Today, the highest court in the land said investigators conducted formal interviews with nearly 100 employees, all of whom denied disclosing the opinion. The report concluded a computer hack was unlikely and that the leak came from inside the court, but they have not determined who did it. Let's bring in CBS's chief legal correspondent, Jan Crawford. All right, Jan, how extensive was this 
and were the justices themselves interviewed? Well, I mean, that is unclear from the report. And Nora, there has been some criticism today that by keeping this investigation internal, run by the Supreme Court's marshal, instead of, say, bringing in the FBI, that the court didn't do enough to get to the bottom of it. But the court says it was thorough. Investigators got text and cell phone data from the employees. They had them sign sworn affidavits. They did forensic analysis of computers and printers, although some of those printer logs weren't available. So the Supreme Court has some big decisions, cases coming up, immigration, affirmative action. What's to say that this won't happen again? Well, that's the concern. And the report concludes that the leaker here was able to, quote, act with impunity because there was inadequate security over these documents. So already the court has started strengthening its security and procedures for confidential documents. Such a big story, Jan Crawford. Thank you so much. Now to this story, the parents of a six-year-old boy who shot a first grade teacher in Newport News, Virginia earlier this month put out a statement today suggesting they don't know how he got his hands on their gun. The statement says, our family has always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. The firearm our son accessed was secured. Well, the parents say their son suffers from an acute disability that requires them to attend class with him every day. They say the week of the shooting was the first week they were not with him. The teacher, Abigail Zwerner, was released from the hospital this week and continues to recover. Now to Los Angeles, where a group of musicians are trying to expand the mind and change the look of classical music. In the U.S., less than 5% of orchestra members are black or Latino. In tonight's Eye in America, CBS's Manuel Bohorkas shows us one nonprofit that's leading a youth movement. On any given Sunday night, at a church in Los Angeles, Chuck Dickerson conducts a unique community of musicians. African Americans make up 1.8% of the orchestra workforce in the United States. Latinos make up 2.5% of the orchestra workforce in the United States. And it's been that way for 40 or 50 years. The Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles is trying to change that tune. It started in 2009 when nine African-American music students asked Dickerson to help create the orchestra. What we do in music is we teach excellence when you learn those skills in music, those skills are transferable into other aspects of your life. 14-year-old trombone player Chanel Davis is one of the newest members. The music is sometimes new to me. I have a difficult time reading it, so it's a little bit hard. But I have people around me that can help me with that. For cellist Hannah Innes, the orchestra gives her something she hasn't found anywhere else. I think that spaces like these are very important because it uplifts and gives confidence to minority students. A confidence heard on one of music's biggest stages. LA's Walt Disney Concert Hall. They've played a season-ending concert for the last 10 years. You cannot compare the pride that resounds both in the hearts of those kids, but in their families and everybody they touch, just because they've played on that stage. For Ion America, Manuel Bohorquez, Los Angeles. Well, a Russian spy ship has been spotted off the coast of Hawaii. We have new details next. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tonight, the U.S. Coast Guard says it's keeping an eye on a Russian spy ship that has been spotted in recent weeks off the coast of Hawaii. The Pentagon said today the surveillance ship and another Russian ship so far have remained in international waters. The sightings come amid heightened tensions between the U.S. and Russia over the war in Ukraine. The Prime Minister of New Zealand became an inspiration all around the world. Well, now she's leaving her powerful post. We'll tell you why. That's next. New Zealand's Prime Minister stunned her country and party today, announcing she will step down next month. Jacinda Ardern said she no longer has the energy for the job and wants to have more time for her four-year-old daughter. Ardern, now 42, was first elected in 2017. She was credited with keeping COVID deaths down to fewer than 2,500 and banning assault rifles after a horrific terror attack on mosques. Her party will vote on a new leader this weekend. We remember the life, legacy, and music of David Crosby. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, one of the most influential musicians of the 60s and 70s has died after a long illness, according to Variety. David Crosby was one of the founding members of two of the most popular bands of a generation, The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash. The band ushered in Rock's supergroup era, later adding Neil Young to the group. In a statement to Variety, his wife said his legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music, peace, love and harmony to all who knew David and those he touched. David Crosby was 81 years old. 
And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.